There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Champion Sean King. I'm Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. Just three games on the NBA slate here on Tuesday. Both favorites won the first two games with the Nets winning and covering barely against the Mavericks, 102 99. The Knicks winning and covering against the Spurs in San Antonio. And one game in progress right now. There's 254 to go in the first half. And it is the Lakers and Celtics knotted up at 49. The Lakers won off as a four-point favorite in this game. Here to talk more about the association is our senior NBA analyst, host of The Edge here on VEASAN. He is Jonathan Von Tobel. JVT, let's start with the first game of the night. Uh, what did you make of the Nets' performance and come-from-behind fashion to beat the Mavericks in Dallas? Use the cliche, make or miss league, right? When you go 1-13 from three-point range in the fourth quarter, it's going to be hard to win and cover numbers, and that's what happened to Dallas in that fourth quarter against Brooklyn. So, uh, look, I think when we look at this overall, uh, this was a game that Dallas let them get you know, like, get away from them. And I'm not going to cry because I had Brooklyn, so I feel great about it. But regardless, <laughs> you, you know, I, I think that's what it comes down to, especially when you're a perimeter-oriented team like Dallas, right, a team that takes a majority of their shots from beyond the arc that lives in that area of the floor that uh, rarely presses the issue within four feet of the basket. 
that's going to be a problem. And with Brooklyn, like they're still like a good team, right? They're still top four team in the Eastern Conference. And you see the difference there when you have a shot maker like Kevin Durant. He had a play at the end of that game in the fourth quarter where he gets the ball on the baseline, just turns, fades, and hits a ridiculous fadeaway jumper that gives him two critical points. So that's kind of the takeaway. I think it's just a cold shooting night in the fourth quarter, and Dallas really needs to evolve its offense because when those perimeter shots aren't falling, they don't have much, and you saw the result of that. You know, go a little deeper right there because Dallas is a team that on paper, if you ask the average friend, they're like, you know, championship contending team. They got Porzingis back tonight, Luka back, yet they're still sitting at 500. What's the biggest issue with the Mavericks right now? Uh, I think it's I think it's both. And I, I would also say that if you think they're a championship contender, you you I would definitely press uh, that you watch them a little bit more because uh, they're not. And I, I think so. If you start with them offensively, Sean, the, the first thing is, you know, the way I talked about it, right? If you look at the way that they play offense right now from a frequency of shot attempts, they are fifth in the NBA in terms of three point shooting frequency. So they take 40.4 percent of their attempts from beyond the arc. It's a necessary problem. The problem is that they only take a quarter of their attempts within four feet of the basket. So you're not taking the easy shot that's on the floor for you. You don't have guys who can get north-south. And on top of that, because you're not pressing the issue within four feet of the basket, this team is 27th in free throw rate. So you're not even getting to the free throw line either. And so that's a really big problem. Thus, what you saw tonight. And on top of that, this just isn't a good defensive team. Coming into tonight, they were 17th in defensive efficiency, 110.2 points allowed for 100 possessions and non-garbage time minutes. And so I, I think for me, it, it all starts offensively. You have a great shot creator, an offensive player for in Luka, but that's all you have. And when he is not playing extremely well and those perimeter shots aren't falling, you get nights like tonight. And that has always been my issue with Dallas. I think most of it stems from their offense for me. And Jonathan, just to clarify, I was talking about Dallas being a public team, meaning the average person yeah. walks in a sports book, they see the Mavericks on the board, you mm -hmm. know, they just presume that, you know, they're a little better than they are. Switching to their opponent, uh, 16 and 7, I know the Nets are still shorthanded. Behind closed doors, is there any update on if, when Kyrie Irving could return? And if he doesn't, do you anticipate Brooklyn making some moves? And if they don't, as they're currently constructed, are they championship contenders? So, I mean, I haven't seen anything updated. The last thing I saw on Kyrie Irving was, uh, and I don't even know if this is true because the internet has lied to me many times, uh, that he's gone to a full vegan-based diet and that maybe he's <laughs> waiting for like a vegan version of the shot. I don't know what's going on with him. But regardless, it doesn't seem like he's coming back anytime soon. And it's funny, I was just having this conversation the other day where, you know, it's currently constructed, what is Brooklyn? And I still think they're a top four team in the Eastern Conference. You know, I still think they're probably top three, just given what we've seen from Miami and they're going through some injury issues. What we have now seen from the Philadelphia 76ers, we know the Bulls are extremely good. So they're, they're I think, solidly within the top three. But for me right now, like, look, would I be surprised if Brooklyn made it to an Eastern Conference Finals because they have right Kevin Durant and James Harden? Absolutely not. But this is still a flawed team. I still think offensively they are missing their own like shot creator offensively off ball outside of Kevin Durant uh, to make defenses extremely honest. And they're missing Joe Harris, too, which has hurt them over the last couple of weeks. But I think right now the Eastern Conference is Milwaukee's. And to me, they're the highest rated team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they are better than every team out there. Chicago has obviously been performing extremely well, especially uh, through attrition. But I think right now, like in terms of championship contender, and especially when you tie in the odds, right, like what we're talking about looking at the board across, it, they are nowhere near where the market is putting them at this point right now, Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, well, you mentioned the Bucks. Look at them. I mean, what, what's the number when – when Giannis, uh, Holiday, and Middleton all three played this season, they're eleven and zero. I think that's what the uh, number yeah. is. Mm -hmm. So it and, might be somewhere in there. Yep. Yeah. So you know, when they're all healthy, they look like the best team in the NBA. And maybe it starts to start 
the time to start taking the defending champs pretty seriously. Um, it, these teams are all going to play the second of back-to-backs tomorrow. Nets, Mavericks, even the Knicks who won against the Spurs and the Celtics who are currently battling with the Lakers. Uh, looking at those teams on the second night of a back-to-back is there any cause for hesitation? Knicks are at the Pacers. You have the Nets at the Rockets, Mavericks at the Grizzlies, and the uh, Celtics are going to play against the Clippers. You know, like not entirely. I think out of all of them, Scott, you'd probably look at Boston, mainly because the Clippers are a really good defensive team, right? Mm-hmm. So like to, to play on the second leg of a back-to-back, it, it is a challenge. I think sometimes in handicapping, it's a little overblown. It's a challenge, but when you're talking about playing in the second leg of back-to-back and that second opponent being one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, they're going to make you grind out each and every possession. And especially if you're going to be shorthanded, right? Jalen Brown doesn't play tonight. Will he be available with that hamstring issue on the second leg of a back-to-back tomorrow? So that's going to be a question for Boston. So I would say that's probably the one that you're looking at in terms of which of these situations is going to be the most challenging. It would definitely be Boston. We don't even know how this game is going to, of course, uh, um, turn out today. But I think out of those three, you're definitely looking at Boston as potentially play against given the opponent and the situation they're going to be in. Jonathan Van Von Tobel, Vizen, senior NBA analyst. Jonathan, let's go best long shot to win their conference. And can you give me one in the East Conference and one in the Western? You know, a team, maybe Hawks, Celtics, Knicks, you know, whomever. You're the expert. If I want to go put a couple dollars tomorrow on two teams, from one from each conference, to, to be a contender for that conference championship when it's all said and done, who would those two teams be? I mean, in the East, it's got to be Chicago, right? Yep. 16 to 1 right now at, at DraftKings is the screen I'm looking at at this point. So obviously shop around, see if you can get a best number for it. But, you know, like I mentioned, I, I uh, swore off on the edge today betting against the Bulls because I think I am winless in games that I have bet against Chicago. <laughs> like, you know, like the numbers and everything will tell me, hey, look, this looks like a matchup to bet against them. And they continue to deliver despite the fact that Kobe White doesn't play, that Alex Caruso was out. You know, now DeMar DeRozan is out with COVID for the next at least 10 days. So they'll probably go on like a sp- four game winning streak, but like <laughs> this team, this team has been incredible with the way that they have dealt with not only attrition guys, but with legitimately one of the worst offensive benches in the NBA, like this is not a good bench in terms of offensive production, but their starting five has been so good. And so, and you're looking then if you're zooming out on the rest of the Eastern conference, as we talked about Miami heat, bam at a bio hand injury done for the foreseeable future, right? Tailbone injury for Jimmy Butler. He's got his own issues. Their bench has their own issues. So now it's like Brooklyn. Actually, it's Milwaukee and Chicago and Brooklyn. So that's a very realistic change. Oh, and by the way, they're two and zero against Brooklyn. So I think it's definitely Chicago there. And if you're looking at the Western Conference, you know it's it's hard to make a case. I think for any of the teams outside of the top three, like we're talking about Golden State, Utah, and Phoenix. I think if you're making a gamble and it's not even that long of a shot. It's betting on a Clippers team that is third right now in defensive efficiency that at some point could get Kawhi Leonard back, right? And you're talking about in the range of 12 to 1 or so. You would think that because they're keeping themselves afloat in the Western Conference playoff race, and they are a legitimately good defensive team. Like, the numbers tell you that, and if you watch them, uh, your eyes will tell you that as well. And if they're hovering around like that four seed, which is perfectly plausible given the rest of the Western Conference looks like a mess outside of the top three, and Kawhi Leonard comes back near the end of the season, all of a sudden you've got a team that I believe last season – was the best in the Western Conference, and I wrote a big old piece about it. And then, of course, Kawhi Leonard gets hurt. I think that would be your longest shot in the Western Conference. JVT, when you look at the Wednesday schedule, the Hornets will play the Sixers again. It's a rematch of a game we saw a couple of a couple of nights ago. And uh, the Hornets, I believe, have gone over in six straight games. They have the highest average offense in the NBA, the highest average points against in the NBA. And yet the number against the Sixers the other night was 214 which I thought was a gift. I mean, that overhit without even going to overtime, hit in regulation. Uh, if you have a number that's around, maybe it hasn't come out yet, but I'm just saying maybe it's going to be around 
217 or so, would you still lean over in this matchup, Hornets and Sixers? Yeah, I think so. And I, I would assume that there's going to be an adjustment. And I also think, too, the reason why that number was so low the other day is keep in mind the, the Hornets are going through their own COVID issues, right? Yeah. We're talking about Jalen McDaniels, Mason Plumlee, LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier. And Philly hadn't been playing that well offensively coming into that game. So I think that's why we saw that total as low as it was. But obviously, we saw what happened. But I think you'll see an adjustment. And Scott, I also mentioned, too, you know, over the last two weeks, it's 58, 40, and one to the over for all of these games now. Wow. We're starting to get to the point where, you know, these totals, you know, I know I talked to you about it at the beginning yep. of the season where these totals, the market was adjusting in a really big way. They got insanely low, but now average offensive efficiency is as high as it's ever been. These totals are as low as they've ever been, and now we're starting to see these games go over the total, so that also works in your favor. Yeah, uh, I think that's one of my favorite plays for Wednesday in addition over to— Over in the Hornets? Yeah, I think I'm going to go over in the Hornets. Uh, and final thing, and just about a minute left, uh, mm -hmm. Knicks at the Pacers. Am I comfortable laying the points here with the Knicks? You could be. So I actually, I was writing about this right now. The Pacers are kind of in a tailspin. I don't know if you saw the report. Sham Sharan, you're reporting that the Pacers are now in sell mode. It looks like guys like uh, Karis LeVert and potentially one of Miles Turner and DeMontis Sabonis are going to be out the door. Uh, they want to play their young guys, including Chris Duarte. So I, I, the, the Clippers, me, the uh, Pacers have been a really disappointing team. Statistically, should have about four and a half more wins than they do, but it does seem like they're kind of on the skids at this point. Yeah, TJ McConnell done too, so that's another yep. factor. JVT, thanks so much. Appreciate the time. We'll talk again soon. Good to talk to you guys. Thank you. There he is, our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, host of The Edge here on VSIN. He's Sean King. I'm Scott Seidenberg. In for Tim Murray. We'll talk about some of those long shots that he mentioned because yeah. one of them, really, really appetizing. This is the Nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Seidenberg alongside Sean King. It is the nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our thanks to Jonathan Von Tobel joining us. Talk a little hoops here on the program. We're at the half in LA with the Lakers leading the Celtics 60 to 55. The Lakers are uh, in the second half. I believe it's just a one point spread or one and a half here, and the total of 110 and a half. So the live total on the full game is Lakers five and a half. They were four-point favorites to start the game. So five and a half right now, and a total of 226 and a half. Any leans for the, for this game in the second half, Sean? Uh, I don't feel strongly anyway. Um, I thought Dennis Schroeder was going to have a great game, you know, kind of a revenge game, getting to go back to L.A. They didn't mm-hmm. think he was good enough to be a component of a team that they thought could win a championship, but he's one for six, so – what, I'm not sure what his player pop is tonight, but maybe if they have one for the second half, him to go over. Mm, let's see. Live player props here for points. Uh, I don't see any shooter here. Oh, here we go. Uh, points per quarter. No, I'm trying to look for a game. 16 and a half. Yeah, I could see him getting hot in his second half. Okay. Yeah. Trying to make a point. You know, when you get fired, you like to go back to your old company. <laughs> yeah, and so you made a mistake, boss. <laughs> uh, you know, part of me wants to lean towards the under, but uh, I, I think I'm just going to be a, a scared of that, you know, going yeah. under in the second half. First half was very high scoring. Uh, second half might wind down, especially if it's a close game late. We uh-huh. can see some possessions slowing down a bit. Um, but, you know, I think that when, you know, LeBron will probably be off the cor- off the floor in the, four- in the third quarter. Celtics might go on a little bit of run. LeBron comes back in. We see what happens in the second half. But right now it is a 60-55 game with the Lakers on top of the Celtics. And the live line is at five and a half, which is a point and a half higher than what the game line went off at. Lakers were a four-point favorite. Uh, let's talk about some of those long shots that JVT mentioned. And I actually really like one of them. The mm-hmm. Chicago Bulls at 16-1 to to win the Eastern Conference. And the reason why I like that is he mentioned it briefly. They have one of the best starting fives in the NBA. And when they're healthy, they are play, they play at a high level. The bench, though, does worry you. Uh, obviously, would start to drag on. But we're talking about just playing in the playoffs here. Because they're going to make the postseason. Mm-hmm. They, everyone in the NBA. They're a the two seed right now. Yeah. yeah. And so, in a seven-game series in the playoffs, what are their chances matching up against the likes of the Milwaukee Bucks, the Miami Heat, uh, you know, yeah, the Brooklyn Nets or the Celtics, uh, the Sixers. 
And I think they have a good chance against anybody in a, in a seven-game spot. You know, the Nets would be the team that concerns me, but even without Kyrie Irving, um, they're beatable. Uh, what's, what's, what's interesting about the Brooklyn Nets is that they are dominant against bad teams. But against teams above 500 this season, they're only like seven and six. So they play poorly against the good teams. They just lost to the Bulls 111, 107 a couple of nights ago. Uh, they lost to the Bulls earlier this season 118, 95. I think Chicago has a good chance against them. I like it. Uh, Aaron, can we get a, a check around and see if 16 to 1 is the best number out there for Bulls to win the Eastern Conference? Because, you know, what. Lonzo Ball is done with his game, and, you know, he's the perfect example of what Ben Simmons should be. <laughs> Lonzo came into the NBA. He didn't make it because he didn't have a jump shot. Yeah. He went. He improved. Now he has a jump shot. Zach Levine, I had no idea mm-hmm. coming out of UCLA that he would turn into this complete of a player. And, listen, I've always known that DeMar DeRozan was talented, but I didn't think he was elite. He's playing elite. Vucevic is back now after missing some games. So you're right. The components are there to make a deep playoff run. You know, again, I just I worry because none of those guys have done it. But, sure. you know, look at the Suns last year outside of Chris Paul. They had a relatively young team. Atlanta made a deep run in the playoffs with a very young team. So it can happen. And, you know, I just think Milwaukee's one injury away from being a completely different team and mm-hmm. not in a good way. So, well, know, we've that's seen always out I mean, Milwaukee right now is 16-9. and nine. And when – their big three plays. I mentioned the stat with JVT. When Giannis, Middleton, and, and Holiday play, they're 11-0, yeah. which means that when they are missing at least one of those pieces, they are 5-9 and nine right. on the season. Mm-hmm. So if they are in a little bit of health trouble, that doesn't go well for the Milwaukee Bucks. 5-9 and nine when one of those pieces doesn't play. I like the Bulls. I think I'm going to lay that. I'm not going to lay the Clippers because I don't think Kawhi's coming back. I saw him at uh, the Javante Davis fight on Sunday. By the way, shout out to Mayweather Promotions, Leonard Ellaby, Al Heyman. What a fight. I mean, Javante Davis. Yeah, Yeah. Issa Cruz was a tremendous fight. The undercard. Why was that fight on a Sunday night? Well, they've done it before. So I guess this is one of their marketing tools. It it obviously worked because the arena was sold out. The crowd was packed here at Circa. Yeah, sitting right there in the third row with his dark can't see out of or in (laughs) shades was Kawhi Leonard. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice. Uh, well, I mean, look, yeah, the Clippers probably have the value there because of being a plus 1,000. Uh, but for me, the value is probably on the Phoenix Suns at plus 400. Mm. You know, yes, the Warriors are your favorite, and the Warriors are going to be. <sighs> I mean, when Klay Thompson comes back, I mean, this team is just ridiculous. He's in the G League right now, right? But let's talk about the Suns, and let's not forget that this has been, this is, last year was not a fluke for the Phoenix Suns. This is a team that went into the bubble two seasons ago, won every game they played in the bubble, then follow up last season being the one seed in the West, going to the NBA Finals, having a lead in the NBA Finals before losing that thing, and then this season going on a 17-game winning streak to start the year. They're 20-4 and on the season. This is not a fluke. You know, this is a good team, one of the best teams in the NBA, and you're getting plus 400 on them to win the conference. So I don't believe in the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't think they're winning. Neither do I. Can't stand them. Could I parlay Golden State, Phoenix, and Utah with the Bulls? 
in the East? Is there a way to parlay that ticket? So the Bulls have to come out of the East, and mm-hmm. one of those three teams have to come out of the West. Yeah, what is this, like horse racing? You're taking the one with the two, three, Absolutely, and four? Absolutely, man. Uh, <laughs> give me the exact on the one with the two, three, and four. Um, I, there's probably, I guess you would just bet matchups. If you don't know, you ask. Yeah, you would just bet matchups, I think, because you can bet the the championship matchup. So I guess if you bet the matchup, you would bet Bulls against Suns, Bulls against Warriors, I think that's Bulls what I might against, do. Um, what I might do. Against the Jazz. In the finals, right? That would be the yes, matchup. Yes, you're betting the championship matchup. What do you think, Aaron? Is that possible? We'll look around. See Aaron Jr. knows. Yeah. yeah. He's we'll, looking. Yeah, we'll see if we can get that going on. By the way, we had a, a hockey sweat. It's a sweat no more. Sweat no more. The Wild are up 4-1 on the Oilers. Four minutes to go in regulation. How about my New York Rangers have just won seven straight games. One of the hottest teams in the NHL. And did it tonight with... Gorgiev in net because Shea Sturkin went out with the scary injury. Thank thank goodness it's not going to be that serious. Yep. But he went out with the injury against, uh, I believe it was the Sharks, and uh, now you have the Rangers who win with uh, Gorgiev in net. It was a, um, what was the final score there? 6-2 over the Blackhawks. They've won seven straight games. Rangers are hot. And you know something, as we talk a little hockey here, and I tweeted this out. You guys follow me on Scott's, uh, at Scott's on air. You'll see it with this tweet. Sometimes the line, and this doesn't just apply for hockey. It goes for any sport. Sometimes the betting line will tell you the side to play. Right. I was looking at the NHL board, and I saw the New York Islanders who lost 11 straight games. They are on an 11-game losing streak going on the road to Ottawa to play against a Senators team that has won three straight games. And the Islanders were a road favorite. And I said, how in the world is a team that has lost 11 straight games that can't get out of their own way, that goes on the road against a team that's kind of hot right now, is a favorite? And what happens? Islanders win 5-3. So it also works the other way. Because the book knows. it was what scared me off of your Rangers. Well, I would. I didn't play the Rangers just because yeah. I was scared about Gorgia. Yeah, I was they, scared they, about Shesterkin Chicago's not, not very good. Rangers have been no. red hot. They were mm-hmm. only minus one twenty favorites. So I was it's like, it's because of the goaltender, right? It's it's because of Gorgiev in net for the first time, and and um, you know that's why. So that's why the line was low. The Rangers had won six straight. Rangers are hot. And but I shouldn't have got scared because a guy like Gorgiev, you know, he has 24 to be able to, saves. Yeah, he has to be a good goalie, right? With that name. Goalie, Gorgiev, yeah, Gorgiev, goalie. Yeah, the yeah. Russian goaltender. What else can Rangers. you do with your life? It's <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, there's got to be a term. They should they should name him something between Shea Sturkin and, uh, and Gorgiev. It's like the, the Russian block or something right. with those two guys in net for the Rangers. <laughs> but uh, New York is hot right now. They've won seven straight games. Wow. Uh, the best record in the NHL still goes to the Panthers, who have. 38 points. So right now they are the leaders for the President's Trophy, despite losing a game here on Tuesday. He's Sean King. I'm Scott Seidenberg. In for Tim Murray. Coming up next, we'll get into the NFL postseason outlook and see which futures we want to place on the NFL. This is the Nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
almost here with everything. Bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on all the bowl games, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge. Whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide drops December 13th. Make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg back here in for Tim Murray alongside Sean King. It's the nightcap here on vcin, the sports betting network. Taking a look at the future market in the NFL, you have the Patriots as the favorite to come out of the AFC right now at plus 300. The Bucks as the favorites come out of the NFC at plus 275. To get the number one seed in each conference, the Cardinals are the favorite in the NFC at plus 100. The Patriots are the favorite in the AFC at plus 150. Overall, to win the Super Bowl, Bucks are your favorite at plus 550, followed by the Chiefs at plus 650, and the Patriots at plus 700. Looking at the odds, Sean, anything uh, surprise you about what you're seeing in the market? Uh, not really. You know, it's just been such a crazy season. It's it, it, The top of the NFC hasn't really changed. They've been consistent. Sure. Yes. Dallas is probably the only component that seems to be trending downward. Everyone else, you know, they may have a little bump in the mm-hmm. road, but overall, they've been solid. But everywhere else, I mean, even the Patriots, and I've been on the Patriots for about a month, I mean, if you look at them through five games, you're like, no way they're making the playoffs, you know. So I, I don't have a real great feel, you know, on who I should back and who I shouldn't back. I know there's some teams that seem to be gaining momentum, Washington yeah. being one of them. You know, I know they have a game against Dallas here coming up So at some point in the next couple of weeks. So I, I try and find that team. The team that really intrigues me is San Francisco. San Francisco, even though they lost to Seattle, mm-hmm. Seattle's always a tough place to play. Don't get it twisted. Russell Wilson was not healthy when he came back, and you could tell he was missing wide-open receivers. Tell me when in his career, his entire career, where that's ever happened. So something was obviously wrong. He got back healthy finally, and he showed it. He showed it against a good 49ers team. He was outstanding. But I still think the 49ers are dangerous. They're healthy. They can run the football. George Kittles is back to help that passing attack. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is finally starting to, you know, put production, you know, alongside talent. And, you know, this is kind of where Shanahan, you know, starts to make people forget, you know, that they haven't really lived up to expectations. So, Two teams in the NFC maybe that you can jump on would be Washington and San Francisco. Now, in the AFC, I think one of the two is going to flame out and one is going to go on a run. And they're kind of built the same way. Young quarterbacks who are excited about their future, weapons on offense, really good running back, kind of inconsistent on defense but can be elite at times. And that's the Bengals or the Chargers. Mm -hmm. I think you have to pick one of those two and talk yourself into, you know, backing that horse because Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow can both beat you on any given day, but they've also shown that they're still young and they can get confused and they can, you know, kind of turn the football over in inopportune times. Both have really good run games, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon. There's balance, you know, both have good receivers. So I think one of those two teams is capable of making a run. You, you got to decide which one you want to back. I think it's the Chargers. Um, and look at their schedule. You know, they're going to get a win against the Giants, even if Keenan Allen doesn't play. I know he's on the reserve COVID list. They'll still beat the Giants. They're heavy favorites in that one. Then they have a matchup at home against the Chiefs. 
They already beat the Chiefs this year. Yes, it's hard to beat a team twice in the same season, but this game is at home, and it could possibly be a shootout. And if they can come away with a win, or even if they lose that game, they're still going to be in prime position. We're still talking about, at worst, they're going to be 8-6 and six after these two games. Then at the Texans, they'll be favored. Mm-hmm. At home against the Broncos, they'll be favored. At the Raiders, they'll be favored. This is a team that is going to be 11-6 and six at worst. And possibly... 12 and 5 if they win out and if they do win out at 12 and 5 guess what they win the division do the viking and denver losses not scare you just from an inconsistency standpoint well of course it could, the, the 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 inconsistencies absolutely scare me because against the run they've been terrible right. their defense uh and there are games where you know this team will light up the scoreboard and Justin Herbert will throw for four five touchdowns and then there are games where they just don't score <laughs> and and you're very confused about what you're seeing Um, But if this team pulls it together, which they have recently, not, you know, the Broncos game was obviously terrible, uh, but the Bengals win was a very good win for them. They scared on the road. They scared me to death. I had the Chargers money line. It was Mm 24-0. I switched games. They allowed them to come back. Then all of a sudden it was Mm 24-22. I was like, don't let this happen. And look, they get the defensive touchdown, which skewed the score a little bit. But still, that's an impressive win. It is. On the road. On the road, playing in a West Coast team team traveling east, having to play the early game and to come away with an impressive victory against the Bengals. It puts them in a great spot. I think the game against the Chiefs in two weeks will determine exactly who this team is. If they win that football game, we're talking about, first of all, they're winning the division. They're plus 190 to win the division right now. So if they win that game, they're going to win the division. But if they're just competitive in that football game, it gives you more confidence in them moving forward. And then taking a look at the odds in the AFC, right now they're plus 1,000. And if you're looking for a long shot in the AFC, why not the Chargers who have the potential to be a division winner, to host at least a playoff game with that offense in that building, where the Super Bowl is going to be played this year, right. just saying, maybe there's a little bit of extra motivation. Uh, I don't think it's a bad proposition to, to go on the Chargers. And I agree. I like the Chargers slightly more simply because of the schedule. I mean, the Bengals' remaining schedule is, is super tough. Their two easy games, allegedly, are at Denver, at Cleveland. Yeah. And they could lose either one of those because the other three opponents are the 49ers, Ravens, and Chiefs. So... In a way, it's good because they control their destiny because they still have to play Baltimore and Cleveland in their division. Mm-hmm. But it, it, that's a tough road, you know, to, to finish the season strong, having to navigate. Let me ask you about the other L.A. team because the Rams prior to last week, and, and you can't really – what can you take away against the win against the Jaguars? Everyone's going to beat the Jaguars, you know. Not going to take any – you can't look at that matchup and say, oh, the Rams are back. You know, this is still a team that dropped three straight games to the Titans, 49ers, and the Packers. But prior to the season, this was everyone's darling, right? Right. Super Bowl favorites and, um, you know, the idea that this team has dropped significantly in the odds kind of makes me think maybe it's a time to buy low on them. They're at plus 750 right now to win the NFC. Down the stretch, they're currently 8-4. and They're at the Cardinals Monday Night Football. Incredible game, all right? Tough game to win, but still a winnable football game. Home against the Seahawks at the Vikings, at the Ravens, home against the 49ers. The schedule's not that easy, yeah, but it's I, also not that difficult because I, all I, of those teams have question marks. Yeah, I got a one and four. Really? Yeah. They'll beat either. So you think the Rams are missing the playoffs? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to put the plus 1,000. 
that they missed the playoffs. The Rams right now. To, right. Yeah. I just don't, even if, that'll make them what uh, nine and eight. They'll finish up if they go one and four down the stretch. Mm-hmm. I think they're eight and four right now. But I'm telling you, they'll beat Seattle or Minnesota or Minnesota or Seattle. Not plus both. a thousand that the Rams yeah. missed the playoffs. Well, it might be worth it that they missed the playoffs. Yeah, it might be worth it in the NFC. Yes, playoff picture. I'm just telling you. Yeah. Matthew Stafford, have you watched him? Matthew Stafford. They traded Jared Goff Matthew, for Jared Goff. Matthew Stafford should win the MVP this year. Of what? If he is he playing like seven oh seven back at home? Matthew Stafford. Over? Matthew Stafford right now is right there with Tom Brady, leading the league in yardage and touchdowns. If he has five good weeks to end the season, and the Rams are a twelve win team. Matt Stafford could win the MVP award. Go look at the numbers. He's thrown third. I know everyone wants to talk about the bad interceptions that he's thrown. And yes, he has thrown bad ones to the other team. He only has nine interceptions this season. Tom Brady's thrown 10 picks. Matthew Stafford's only thrown nine. But because three of them got returned for touchdowns, he's got this, you know, bad persona. So here's the problem. Five of those are in the last four games. Yes. Okay. But 30 touchdowns And the only thing that saved him was Jacksonville flying cross country. 30 touchdowns to nine. Let's just don't even let's look for take the name off the jersey here. We have a quarterback that has thrown 30 touchdowns to nine interceptions, 3,611 yards. How is that quarterback not in contention for the MVP? He has a higher, he has a he has a lower completion percentage than Brady, right? But he has almost as many passing yards and almost as many touchdowns and a higher average. I'm telling you, if Stafford has a I'm, couple of good games down the stretch and Brady has a hiccup, because right now I do think it's Brady's award to lose, but if Brady has a hiccup and Stafford leads the Rams on a 4-1 and one stretch here down, down the end of the season. Stafford has no shot. I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out what's a good cigar bet. I can't do Rams to win the West because you won't do that because of no, Arizona. No, they're not going to win the West. I don't really want to go Rams to miss the playoffs because i got to depend on too many teams that I don't like. All right, we're going to talk about yeah, that. I'm coming up with a cigar wager, yeah. Next, he's Sean <laughs> King. I'm Scott Seidenberg. In for Tim Murray. This is the Nightcap here on VCIT, the Sports Betting Network. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This week, Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard will be live from the new DraftKings Sportsbook at Foxwoods Casino Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If you're in the area, come down and meet the guys. Be sure to tune in every day from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Scott Zadenberg in for Tim Murray alongside Sean King. It is a nightcap here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Have we figured out the bet for the Rams? Yeah. Are we going to go over yeah. under two and a half wins? Two and a half wins. That'll be the cigar bet. Okay. So if they win three of their last five games or more, mm-hmm. uh, I have to. Tim wants a bottle of wine, so. Well, he's he's uh, more higher right. class. You, you, yeah. you hydrate, right? You, bourbon, yeah. scotch, whiskey. Yeah, yeah. you pick. I, I'll purchase, and uh, I, I smoke high end cigars. So okay, yeah, all right. Uh, let's easy. see. This is easy. Rams are the Rams are a slight underdog at the Cardinals. Yeah, they're gonna lose. They will be favored at home against the Seahawks. Ah, so I'm gonna ask you this. If Russell is back to being Russell, mm-hmm. you like the Rams in that game? The Rams will be favored at home against the Seahawks. Ooh. Uh, they'll, the Vi- at the Vikings will be an interesting line. Depends on how healthy the Vikings I are. I think the Rams could be a small favorite in Minnesota. At the Ravens would be an interesting line as well. Um, it, it, I think the Rams actually could be a small favorite. I mean, look, right now, what are the Browns are a favorite over the Ravens? So. Right. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. And then the Rams will be favored at home against the 49ers. I got them one and four. They'll, okay. either, they'll win either Seattle or Minnesota. Uh, I think they, they beat the Cardinals on Monday. They can't stop the run. Stafford's turnover prone. If they can't produce the big plays off of play action, they really struggle offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they beat the Cardinals on Monday. Having said that, Cooper Cup's really good. They're going to beat the Cardinals on Monday. It's a garbage. Another one? Yeah. Yeah, sure. All right. So I'm not even taking the points. I want the money line. Ooh. That's it. 
Rams money line right now is sitting at plus 115. So it's not even, you know, anything in that one. Total in that game is 51 and a half for Monday Night Football. How great is it? Two weeks in a row, we get incredible Monday Night games. Oh, I just hope the game turns out good. That It's hard for that game not to be good. That's true. Those two teams. How could that game? And, all right. Well, look, the Cardinals, they're the best. could be a woodshed. Could be. Yeah. Cardinals, Cardinals have the best record in the league. Cardinals could really run away in this thing. Why are they not getting respect? Well, I think what happened was they had a lot of momentum going. Mm-hmm. And then they lost in a standalone game to Green Bay with all the injuries. Okay. And then their guys got hurt. So I think they've kind of been out of sight, out of mind. They've been, you know, finagling around without Kyler Murray, without DeAndre Hopkins. You know, then they just played at Chicago. Nobody's really watching, Mm -hmm. you know, Jay Nagy and crew. So I think once they have another game in the spotlight, you know, they'll they'll get back on the national radar. This is what concerns me about the Cardinals. the Rams win, impressive as heck. You're not mm-hmm. going to take anything away from that. And that's when the Rams were rolling. Yes. Uh, where else is their impressive win on their schedule? Well, they beat the Titans in week one, but I throw out week one. Week one means nothing to me. Week one is an extension of the preseason. The Packers got blown out by the Saints in week one. Okay? I throw out week one. Week two, they beat the Vikings because Minnesota missed the last second field goal. Then they beat the Jaguars. Don't care about that game. You beat the Rams. Again, that's the one I say very impressive. You beat the 49ers with um, Trey Lance, Trey Lance quarterback. at quarterback, right. and Trey Lance got stuffed at the goal line where if he scores a touchdown there, 49ers probably win that game. To me, the next game is an impressive win. You beat the Browns. That's impressive. That was the Cliff Browns. Kingsbury had COVID but on the, the road. the Browns were devastated by injuries. Not yet. No, the, I think that was the game, the first game, with the Browns didn't have both of their tackles. I think, but the running backs were there. Odell was still there. That was a game people were surprised. There was no the Nick Arizona Chubb in that like game. That. No Nick Chubb. Baker made no Nick Chubb and missing starting tackles. Kareem Hunt had 14 carries for 66 yards. Still was impressive. Yeah, in my opinion, with no okay. Cliff Kingsbury. So it beat the Browns, right? And oh, Kyler Murray had a really good game. Kyler Murray's, been, and if Kyler Murray, side note here, if he would have played those three games that yeah, he missed, he'd be the MVP. he's the MVP right now. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, anyway, we move on. You beat the Texans. Don't care about that. Right. You lose to the Packers. Uh, third was it Thursday it's a bad night? Loss. Yeah. Thursday night, nationally televised game. Okay. At home. First loss of the year. Lose to the Packers. The you beat the 49ers. That's and a again, good win. I'm with Colt McCoy at quarterback. That's a good I, I, win. I just don't respect no the No DeAndre Hopkins on the road, division opponent. Yep. All a lot right. of teams couldn't make that happen. You lose to the Panthers. Yeah, I still don't understand that one. That was okay. that's just that was the football gods giving Cam Give an Cam opportunity Newton. to say, I'm back. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, Has he left yet? Because I haven't heard <laughs> a lot about him since. They beat the Seahawks. Not impressive to That's me. a very impressive win. On the road. Oh, division opponent. Seahawks were banged up. Seahawks are bad. Not I'm a good football saying, team. It's a road and then division the Bears. game. is tough. If yeah. they beat the Rams on Monday, they'll get a little respect from yeah, them. Yeah, they're doing it. They have one win, in my opinion, that, that is worth my respect. And that's the Rams game. Every other game on that schedule to me is like, eh. Obviously, there are a lot of people eh. nationally that feel like you because you don't hear the Cardinals mentioned. No. Yeah. Because you have the Bucks and the Packers as better teams in that conference. We'll see. Okay. All I know is I don't want to draw the Cardinals come playoff time. I don't want to have to figure out how to contain Kyler Murray and cover DeAndre Hopkins and still, you know, mitigate that run game with James Conner and crew, Chase Edmonds. Like, they are talented. Like, they, I don't know where A.J. Green is. I still don't know if he's decided to look when the ball's thrown to him. But, you know, they do have some nice pieces. They picked up Zach Ertz from Philly. I mean, that's a very yeah. daunting 
talented offense from top to bottom. They are very good. Don't get me wrong. They are they are a talented team. I'm just saying I'm not impressed by their games. They got to prove it. I mean, they're, they're a newbie on the This block. Monday night will prove it to me. If they beat the Rams, which is very hard to beat a division opponent twice in the same season. So I think if they beat the Rams, they'll earn my respect. What's the number on that Two. Game? Line is down to two. Yeah, that's probably my play of the week. The, the, the Cardinals? Yeah, I'm fading Matthew Stafford at okay. every turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have a great Monday night game. It'll make up for the uh, very bad Sunday night game that we're going to see between the Packers and the Bears. Uh, that game, I think, is just going to be about your same game parlays, if you will, trying to look for some stat lines if, there. If they decide to sell the Bears, does Aaron Rodgers get a percentage? Because he says he owns them, right? <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, are the Packers your team to no. represent the NFC? No, I'm, I'm Bucks all the way. You like the Bucks? Yeah, I'm Bucks. When the Bucks get healthy, it's not even close. What if, what if they have to go to Green Bay? They did last year and won. Okay. Yeah. So they've done it. Been there, done that. If Aaron Rodgers runs for that first down instead of passing the football. Different game. Very true. If Kevin King decides that uh, <laughs> there is only under 10 seconds left before the half, I probably should play the deep third. A lot of things happen in that game. If you could, you know, change in the other direction, you probably get a different result. But at the end of the day, if you're being honest, the most talented roster from 1 to 22 in the NFL, if everyone's healthy, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, Kansas City Chiefs, maybe. No, they're so much better on defense. Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett, Vita Vea, Indomitian Sue, Devin White, Avante David, Carlton Davis is a pro bowler, Winfield. Melvin Ingram was huge. Melvin Ingram has had a big impact on the Chiefs defense. Getting Chris Jones back healthy has been a huge impact but on the Chiefs defense. They're not the Bucs from a talent standpoint. No, but I think they are, they're roster-wise, when they're healthy and when they're right, they're the best roster maybe Sorensen is worse than any of the Bucks' backups. Yeah, I would and take Devin White over Sorensen any day of the week. Yeah, he starts for the Chiefs. Yeah, I'd take it, but uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I think they're the best roster in the AFC. Like, right now, I think I would bet Bucks chiefs rematch. Okay. I just think... 12 to 1. Those are the odds. I think Belichick out-schemes Andy if it happens. I think he finds a way to force Mahomes to get over, overly aggressive when he shouldn't, and they cause a couple turnovers. And, you know, Mac Jones plays like Brady in his first Super Bowl run. and 14 to 1, Bucks patriots I like that. 14 to 1 bucks. I like that. I like that. I've already told you this is happening. Brady Belichick. This is happening. (laughs) Yes. How about Packers Patriots? 20 to 1. It's nice odds. Yeah. It's nice odds. And the Packers could have the one seed. Uh, I know the one that has no shot is Chiefs Rams. Yeah, that one's dead. Chiefs Rams. Patriots Rams. Yeah. (laughs) Rams might even be in the playoffs. Would it shock you if we did not have some sort of chalk if we had a long-shot wild-card team make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, and, and bef- like, let's say the Ravens are a wild-card team. Would it shock you if Baltimore goes on a run? I just got cussed out on Twitter because I said Baltimore is, like, a team that nobody wants to play. Like, I just think when you get it, and, and granted, they finally won a playoff game mm-hmm. last year, but I'm just telling you, Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson, this isn't hockey, basketball, baseball, where it's a best of three, best of five. It's yeah. that particular game, and it's four quarters. And Lamar Jackson, when he gets hot, man, he's capable of 
giving problems to everyone. Harbaugh's been there, done that. You don't really want to play the Ravens. Uh, I'll answer your question on the other side of the break about two long shots, one from each side that I think might could make some noise. He's Sean King. I'm Scott Seidenberg. In for Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.